basically every chain in Cosmos has the same chart, you know, and there's probably a lot of potential in the future to like bring other ecosystems like Ethereum into the inner chain mesh. That chain automatically drops its tokens to yeah. all those people. Hi, Jake. Hey. So you're the co-founder of something called Juno and something called DaoDao, correct? Yes, that's correct. But you're also part of the corporation or the group, the coalition that's working on mesh security. Yes, it is, it is a coalition. So yeah, why, why mesh security? What is, why does the interchain even need something like this? What is it? I think mesh security, people oftentimes focus on the security part of it, economic security. How do you lower market cap chains, make sure that they're fully secure in a proof of stake environment? I feel like Sunny probably talks a lot about this super well. What I'm actually more interested in, though I, I'm happy to go into the technical details, but how I think of mesh security and why it's interesting to me is like sort of the socio-political aspect of mesh security. And that means like, how do you create like economic alignment between chains? Yeah, I think that's really the, the big question. It's coordination. How do you create better coordination be between these sovereign chains and the interchain? And I think mesh security is a really great ans answer to that. For example, like with Juno, we're aiming to be the incubator for the interchain. And we expect like a lot of projects that launch on Juno and start on Juno and find community on Juno and airdrop to Juno users. We expect that if they're successful, they eventually launch their own chain. But if they launch their own chain, like how do Juno users continue to benefit from that relationship? Like maybe we provided them with their initial support. Now they're not paying their transaction fees, right? Mesh security is a great answer to that. That's a way that we can create alignment with the chains that we help spin out. So we can help secure that chain. So Juno stakers are getting rewards from that chain's new token. And then vice versa, they can help secure Juno and also have a stake in Juno network. So that helps create like a better alignment. But I think it's bigger than that. Also, how do we get like different chains like Cosmos Hub and Osmosis and Juno Network? How do we get them all working together? They're these sovereign communities. I would love to have a lot more relationship with the Cosmos Hub. Like they've done, a, we're doing a lot of innovation now with things like DowDow and Polytone. And, but, you know, they've done a lot of innovation in the past. They're an OG chain. We'd love to have them. We'd like to increase our economic ties with them. Or Osmosis, for example, like we, we already have a relationship with Osmosis. A lot of Juno liquidity is on Osmosis. I'd love to make a lot more liquidity. They would be a really great like sort of partner chain. Like so Mesh is kind of a tool for building partnerships and kind of economic al alliances as much as it is a tool for security. And one of the cool things about the coalition that's working on Mesh is all these different interests, these different chains with their own strategies and their own plans, They're all coming together to collaborate on this. So Cosmos Hub, Juno Network, Osmosis, Akash, like we're all funding and helping to develop mesh security. And everyone's contributing a lot. Like we have a few devs on the project. I worked a lot on the original hackathon. We're helping pay for some of the developers that are working on the, the, like the smart contracts and the UI. There's going to be a UI for mesh security. It's really exciting. I'm sure you know. But Cosmos Hub has also been really helpful supporting financially. They have a lot of liquidity so they can take up a lot of slack there, but also a lot of expertise, like Jahan from Informal Systems and like who's like doing a lot with Cosmos Hub. He has deep experience in shared security. So it's really great to have his expertise. He's been working on this for years to have someone with that much experience also working in auditing and like the mesh code and going over the architecture is great. 
obviously all the osmosis people. Sunny was definitely the rallying cry behind all this and kind of came up with the original architecture and got the band together. And then huge shout out to Confio too, who's really like Ethan Fry and the team at Confio are really just doing the bulk of the development right now. They're absolutely crushing it and they're doing amazing work. So really huge shout out to them. And then Akash also as one of the first chains in IBC to realize, hey, mesh security is this important thing that can like bring us all together as an ecosystem and create more security all, all around and or more economic alignment as an interchain. They also realize the importance of it. So they're helping out with funding as well. So that whole aspect, mesh security is already working. Like when we're talking about collaboration and alignment, all those different chains and Osmosis and Cosmos Hub have butted heads together a few times. It's like the fact that this thing is already kind of creating collaboration and coordination and economic alignment amongst them. And that's what's really exciting to me. As an ecosystem, even though we're sovereign chains, we're all judged get together. And you see that in the price movement. Like basically every chain in Cosmos has the same chart, you know, we're all tied together in terms of liquidity. And when people look at Cosmos, they judge the ecosystem, not necessarily the individual projects so much. So to get people really exciting, we actually need to work together as an ecosystem a lot more, create some more positive vibes, hashtag IBC gang, like in the early days where we're trying to just get people excited about the interchain and we need to work together a lot more rather than fighting each other. Because the fact is like, we kind of all succeed together. And the way you get more people in is not bickering on Twitter. It's actually creating an exciting vision around the internet of blockchains and around the mesh or the interchain federation or whatever we're going to call it, name to be determined. But we want that to be an exciting thing that people want to join, that other projects FOMO into, that it's like this amazing like group and community and that there's a lot of economic benefit and economic security to joining. So that's kind of my probably long-winded answer on why mesh? To me, it's about coordination. How do we create coordination in the interchain? Ethereum, like all the DeFi projects, they were competing against each other, but they all had to pay ETH tokens for gas. And so even though there was a lot of competition in the Ethereum ecosystem, like if ETH itself was sort of a coordination mechanism, they could all agree that they wanted the price of ETH to go up. Mm -hmm. The interchain, we all have our own sovereign chains and we all have our own like gas tokens or whatever our own governance tokens, like how do we create a similar level of coordination? For that, we really have to create this mesh. And this mesh can allow for like economic alignment between these different projects and hopefully foster a lot more collaboration. If we work together, we're going to be unstoppable as a force and that the interchain will be much bigger as a result. And if you need to explain mesh security, how would you explain the mechanism, what it is actually? First, you have to understand staking, right? So if you know what staking is, great. You already have like most of the concept in mind. What mesh security does is it allows you to cross stake tokens. So let's use Juno Network as an example. You would stake your tokens on Juno Network to secure the local chains and the local Juno chain and get any rewards that come from that. But with mesh security, you also have the ability to restake or cross stake your tokens. So you would deposit your tokens in a vault And in the vault, you can stake them to secure Juno Network. And then you'll have an, the option to restake or cross-stake them on all the other chains that are part of the mesh. So for example, you might choose to cross-stake to Osmosis or cross-stake to the Cosmos Hub. 
or cross-stake to Stargaze or cross-stake to Akash Network and on and on and on. And you can actually cross-stake to multiple chains, which is how this system works. So you can actually, the cool thing about Mesh is you can cross-stake to as many chains as you want. But there's something you have to keep in mind. Just like with proof-of-stake systems, you are there is like some, you get more rewards if you're staking on more chains, right? But you, there, you are also taking on potentially additional risks. You still have to pick the validators on each of these chains. And there's a huge amount of design to make this a, the, how we can make this a lot easier and how we can, it's kind of a longer topic. We'll set that aside for now. But you still have to pick validators on each of the chains. And if you pick a bad validator that decides to attack the chain or decides to fork it, then your funds are going to also incur a slashing pen penalty on the main chain where you stake them. So that's kind of high level how it works. Now, but the cool thing is, like again, you are getting rewards from all these different chains. So when you're cross-staking your Juno on Osmosis and vice versa, Osmosis users can also cross-stake their Osmo to secure Juno. Mm -hmm. You are getting some Osmo rewards and Osmosis users are getting Juno rewards. And same thing with the Cosmos Hub non. So we think that this will be like obviously pretty appealing to a lot of people. Again, it's up to you as an individual user to choose what you want to do, whether to stake or not stake your tokens. But yeah, it's kind of high level how it works. But and it also works like a soft airdrop, right? I mean, I imagine it'd be quite cool for a new chain to be part of mesh security. Oh, and yeah. then you get involved in that mesh and people start then also cross-staking to your chain and that chain automatically drops its tokens to yeah. all those people that are part of the mesh. Yeah, chains can pick how much like rewards they want to give out to each chain for mesh. So. Let's say there's a project that we incubate on Juno and they start a mesh secured chain. Maybe instead of a traditional airdrop, they'll just have really high rewards for Juno mesh stakers. So, and then by cross-staking your Juno to help secure the new chain, you're like earning rewards on that new token continually over time. So yeah, I think there's a lot of fun mechanics and cool stuff that people will build on top of mesh security. And a really important thing that we've done with the design choices is we want to be, we want to make things like as forward thinking as possible, realizing that people are going, like maybe other ecosystems like Polkadot might want to come in, join IBC gang, and like also join the mesh. We want to try to like design things. Obviously we're gonna do the V1 that will run on Osmosis and Juno and Cosmos Hub and probably many others. But we want to think long-term about how the interchain will look when there are many different ecosystems, Avalanche, Near, eventually Ethereum, some L2s. How does how might cross-staking work and mesh security work in all those kinds of contexts? There's also a huge opportunity there to bring in new users and get them really excited and excited about what's happening in the interchain and what's happening in the ecosystem. So yeah, definitely some really interesting patterns for potentially new ways of doing an airdrop or a mesh drop, or I don't know what we're going to call these kinds of things, but yeah, that's really exciting. And you're part of the team that builds it, right? Yes. How is the, how, how is it structured? Like how, uh, what, we what have part? a lot of, so there's a, there's a, again, we have our coalition of contributors and I would say at this point, Confio is like taking a, a big lead. Really, they deserve a lot of credit for that. Confio is an amazing organization in the interchain and we should all do what we can to support them. They're amazing builders. Though they don't have a blockchain themse themselves, they just build the stuff that we all rely on. Obviously, we're like helping. I've been helping a lot with trying to figure out requirements. Like one of the things is like that I've been thinking about is like local tokens. Like what if you have your DAO tokens on Juno or your Ion tokens on Osmosis? Those might actually be really good assets for cross staking, right? 
So wouldn't it be cool if you could lock those tokens in a vault and then also cross-stake those assets to secure other chains? We've also been thinking through like, how do you launch a completely mesh-secured chain? Maybe Osmosis and Stargaze and Cosmos Hub and like Juno and a Say Protocol and a bunch of others decide, hey, we want an interchain name service, but we don't want to host it on one chain individually. We want it on a shared chain, right? And so the mesh security of that chain is basically derives from this coalition of chains. It's almost like a meta chain, if you mm -hmm. will. And that's really great for things that are kind of very almost like more neutral, like interchain protocols. So that's another possibility. Another thing I'm really excited about that we're also trying to support is sort of like a version of replicated security. Imagine a mesh chain where 100% of the staking power comes from being from one chain stakers, basically. So there's a lot of possibilities and we're trying to like always think through the the architecture and think through what are the requirements. And then oftentimes there's a lot of decisions that we have to think through and fi figure out what the V1 is. So I try to be part of as many of those conversations as possible. I try to do code reviews. Confio is doing a lot of initial development, but there's always a lot more development to happen. So like a lot of tests. I did do a lot of work on like the initial prototype, but we're starting from like scratch again, which is which is good. And then there's also like the whole front end aspect, which you're a big part of designing a really good user experience on top of Mesh so that when it launches, it's actually real to people and people can understand it a lot more. So we've been working with Joseph, who's been developing a lot of stuff on Juno, with yourself, trying to trying to like review designs and like help almost like product management, sort of like talking with Joseph so he understands like how the contracts work and how Mesh works and trying to have, I, and others are also doing this role too. It's, it's a coalition, like everyone's just like, doing things as need be. We have a lot of code review to do as well. Obviously these are contracts that are gonna be audited, but it's really good early on to get as many people looking at the code that are really qualified as possible. And this is where, for example, like Zeke or Reese could be like super helpful in terms of reviewing any SDK related code. Cause there will actually be some SDK related code, even though it's in Cosmosm for reasons I'll talk about a bit, but reviewing any SDK related code or review, reviewing Cosmosm contracts getting as many eyes on this stuff as possible before we get to the audit stage. And what are the biggest challenges for my security? Because for me, as a non-technical person, it's like staking, but like <laughs> across. There are some challenges. And oftentimes we also th have to think of what's in a V1 and what's in a V2. I think Sunny, Jehan, some others are really interested in fraud proofs or like a V2 version of mesh security, which would be really cool. But those are kind of maybe a long way off. So they're definitely not going to be in V1. We've definitely had some challenges around thinking around governance in Mesh. Do you, does Mesh staking convey governance rights in the chain? Can you actually, like when you Mesh stake, does that, like, how do you give the people the ability to vote? Do you want that turned off entirely? Like, we actually think that there should be some options here. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of kind of almost like architecture design thinking around what should those options be? Also, what do we want to support for V1 versus what might be a future version of Mesh security? What, what are the defaults? What would make Cosmos Hub? What would make Juno? What would make Osmosis happy for this first version of mesh security? We're leaning towards turning off governance voting. You can only vote using the native tech governance to token for the, the first version that's going to go live. But I think in future versions, you might want to have governance rights, right? So there's definitely a lot of design challenges like all around. I actually think that the front end and the design work that you've been doing is actually some of the hardest part. Like mm -hmm. how do you create like an easy to use user experience that will also scale as the like mesh or the interchain federation grows. How do you manage your stake your and your cross stake across 
10 blockchains. Like, I think there's a really good chance that the mesh will launch with five to 10 blockchains in it or something like that, like quite soon after the initial like deployments. But so that's a huge like design challenge because it's almost like a, it's almost like an O of N problem in like computer science or, and the more chains you add, like the more complex it gets. And so you might, another thing that people have is you have Juno, right? And you have Osmo tokens usually because we're community, our communities are really tied. I have both. I'm really excited about both projects, super bullish on Osmo, super bullish on Juno. Guess what? What if I, there's 10 chains in the mesh and I have Osmo and Juno and I cross stake them both to all 10 chains. And now I've got like 20 different chains. So there's like this huge kind of like design problem, which I think you're making amazing progress on, by the way, but it's a big design problem. And we're going to have to do a lot of work on that to make this as easy as possible for people. And also to have like really sensible kind of defaults, like the whole question of like, how do you make it like people like choose good validators or just like, what if there are a hundred chains? How do you do that? And I think these are all like doable problems, but they require deep thought and they require a lot of discussions and like trading up perspectives. And I think there's been a lot of good ideas all around, which is what's really great about having this cross ecosystem collaboration is because everyone's helping to provide like their piece of the puzzle and their feedback. And you're just getting, I think when you're doing something like this, you need a lot of perspectives. You need design perspectives. Like I'm really glad that you're working on mesh and thinking about things from like the user experience perspective, thinking about things from like why future chains might want to use this or what different types of mesh arrangements there might be. Like there's a lot to think through. And then sometimes we also have to say no, like V1 is going to be this. Fraud proofs, really cool. But no way we're going to have that done in time for like this year. We want to watch this year, ideally what, Q3. What would that um, be? What is a fraud proof? That's probably a really long okay, technical thing. <laughs> But like, what if you want to prove that a validator signed like an invalid state transition or... or okay, yeah, that's we, we don't want to get into it. Alrighty. But that's another thing is thinking about slashing conditions. And what sort of slashing conditions do we really want to detect? One of the great things about Sony's architecture for mesh security is that you can have multiple different types of slashing conditions, which is a huge design space. So obviously like double signing or like trying to fork the chain or do a, an invalid like state transition. There's downtime. Downtime is actually a little tricky one to try to figure out how to slash for. But actually Jehan from Informal Systems has, because he's been working so much on ICS, which has also had to deal with a lot of these similar problems around what exactly are the slash conditions. He's had just some really amazing ideas and feedback there. You really should also interview him too, because he can also kind of provide like the Adam perspective and mm -hmm. like sort of the, like he's got a rich history working in shared security. So, so yeah, everyone's really providing a lot and there are challenges, but I think we have a really good outline, especially like having built a prototype before and like the prototype basically works. <laughs> I think We're kind of sitting back and kind of really thinking about the architecture and trying to design something that's not like a hackathon project or like a hack and that really is like robust and very future-proof that can be built upon. I think other people will build new protocols on top of mesh security for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a ton of challenges, but I don't think any of them are insurmountable. And in fact, I think the biggest one in my mind is probably just design mm -hmm. and like how to make this like comprehensible to people creating UI to see, understand what's happening and creating a UI to like make it easy, even if there are a hundred chains in the mesh, which is an ambitious goal. We might not get there overnight. I think what you've already designed is like great, but there's definitely going to be a lot more work to do there 
working to make sure people pick good validators, making, maybe making it easy to delegate to the same validator. You pick one validator and you can delegate to the same validator across all hundred chains if they're on that one of those chains or whatever, or, or validator political parties or something like that. Like there's actually, I think some really cool ideas for helping to make that pro- process like nice and easy and, and transparent and yeah. So many design challenges. I've been thinking a lot about this. In terms of smart contracts, we figured out a lot of really good stuff with the original hackathon. So that was like a really great kind of like initial design experiment. And then, you know, we've been able to just kind of sit back and think the Confio team and Ethan especially has been like thinking really deeply about the architecture and has written up some really great architecture docs and some very clean smart contract interfaces that are definitely very refined from the ones we created for the hackathon. And I feel like development's going super well, so... Is there anything that was there before that is similar to Mesh? Sunny always refers to NATO and a lot like gets some criticism for that, that it's maybe not like completely <laughs> aligned. Listen, all metaphors break down at some point, right? Yeah. But have you seen something like Mesh security in nature or something? Is there anything you... In nature. Or even on other blockchains or projects that, that already solved that problem? I think Eigenlayer is really similar in many ways. And Sunny was like very interested in Eigenlayer and it was, I mean, there is differences, but you know, it's definitely a really interesting project and they have the whole concept of restaking, which is actually, I really like that term. This is another actual challenge we have is actually figuring out ter- good terminology for mm-hmm. all the stuff. And you'll find I actually switch between like cross staking, restaking quite a bit because I'm not sure which one it's going to like wind up being. But, you know, they have some like pretty like similar ideas, which is really interesting. And there's probably a lot of potential in the future to like bring other ecosystems like Ethereum into the interchain mesh, which would be amazing. And what, what's the reason why they calling that restaking and at Eigenlayer? I think, you know, so I was describing earlier how when you like the basic flow for mesh is you lock your tokens in a vault and then you can stake them locally to secure the local chain. And then you can cross stake them. You stake them on each other chain. But remember, you're doing that like maybe like 10 times, right? It might be 10 chains in mesh. So you're cross staking 10 times. So you're, it's kind of like restaking is you're kind of taking the same stake, right? You're, you put in one Juno into the vault and then you're restaking it 10 times. You're cross staking it 10 times. So I guess the re versus cross staking, I don't know. I don't know which term, terminology is better. I mean, it's always only a cross if you have two tokens, right? At least the. I have that. I think cross staking is because that you're cross staking over IBC, right? Ah, okay. It's like cross chain staking. For I, me, it was always like cross that one chain, like Juno secures Osmosis and Osmosis secures Juno. I That's think the that the current consensus is starting to lean towards cross staking, but uh, yeah. Especially if Eigenlayer already does something similar, but it's still different. Yeah. Then maybe it makes sense to have a different name for it, right? Yeah. And it's a mesh, so it's a cool, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in terms of other similar things, like they're not exactly the same, but I think like mutual revenue sharing agreements are interesting between mm-hmm. like companies. You don't really see too many of these, but I think they exist. Usually they're kind of one way, but they, yeah, it's not quite, it's not quite the same. Sunny brought up the idea of having staking squads. Yeah, I like this idea a lot. So basically you pick... You pick a validator and then they or like a set of validators and you always like stake with them to not annoy the people too much with each staking process. You need to pick a validator. Yeah. I like this idea a lot. 
I feel like we should have always manual fallback if you want to go in and like manually change one on each chain. We should also detect, oh, your staking squad. There's no one in that. Like on that chain, none of your validators in your staking squad are actually on that chain. So that's a great idea. I, you know, I was also thinking of validator, like political parties, like coalitions of validators that share like similar values. You could almost have a matchmaking site where you have the different political parties that are registered and they have like kind of a write-up, like these are our values. There's a lot of ideas to explore. I think the staking squad sounds like a really good one because it's like, it's probably like fairly easy to build too and you don't have to worry about like less coordination. Sounds like a good MVP, but I actually think that there's honestly a lot of innovation around this whole thing and it's relevant for a lot of Cosmos chains as well. I think a lot of people tend to like also just pick the number one validator and we want people to not pick the one number one validator. So I think that's something we should be mindful of as well when we're designing these cross staking systems, when we're especially designing like UI and stuff for them, we want to incentivize like good behavior. And do you think right now people have enough data to even make a decision on? No, I think that unfortunately they most people don't and most people just use whatever like comes up like first in like the UI. And that, I think this is a huge design space and it's a really important design space. Mm -hmm. And I think that to promote decentralization, we should have UIs that like do a better job of, one of the things I don't like for sure is like always listing validators from the number one validator to like the bottom validator. And because yeah. the first one you see, the first couple you see are actually the most like, highest concentration. So there's different things you can explore, randomization, You could do the opposite. You could start with the lowest validator and the thing of the highest, but then you have some problems there. Mm -hmm. I really like the squads idea. I think one of the things that would make this really fun is if you could turn, and maybe this is something we can explore, we take the squads idea and then we make it shareable. This so, almost hmm. gets into a validator, like political kind of party kind of thing, where it's like a bunch of validators that like each other could sort of have a shareable link on Twitter. This is like the chaos validator party, or I don't know if that's like, a, it's not a real thing, but you know, they, like allowing for some social coordination. Because mm -hmm. I, I think that's important is how do people discover new validators that are sort of like-minded and yep. how can they like share those squads? So maybe they probably don't have enough time to like research like each one, or maybe we make the hard decision to exclude like the top 10 validators from like the UI unless people like really collect it. Mm -hmm. Maybe we don't exclude them, but maybe we provide like a little warning of, or a lot, unfortunately, a lot of these design decisions are quite political and they're also quite, each one has their own kind of subtle in, impacts on the outcome. But mm -hmm. what we really want is we want decentralized chains. And I actually think that if we design this correctly, there's a really also an opportunity for mesh not to just create coordination alignment in the inter interchain and better security, but we could also maybe make Cosmos a lot more decentralized at the same time. Alas, that does come down to a sort of like design choices we make. And that's something we're gonna have to think about a lot more, but I do love the squads idea. It's a, another great sunny idea. He has so many great ideas, but, uh, you know, there's some SDK work that has to be done on mesh security. So mesh security is actually implemented in Cosmosm because it's awesome. But uh, there's some UX problems that come with this, right? Mostly around, let's say you've already staked Juno, or you've already staked Osmo, or you've already staked your Atom. In order to new use Mesh, if we just use like the smart contracts, you'll have to unbond your Juno mm -hmm. and unbond your Osmosis, and then wait that many, that much amount of time without missing out on rewards. Mm -hmm. And that's not ideal, right? So actually the liquid staking module has some like really cool stuff where if you already staked, you can just 
convert that over like really easily. Mm-hmm. But that has to happen at the SDK and the chain level. So there's a few improvements we're going to be making there. So there is going to be like an SDK module that comes along with Mesh. But we've also designed it so that it's flexible enough that ideally you shouldn't even have to use the Cosmos SDK. You could still integrate with Mesh. But I think there will be many different implementations. The great thing about IBC protocols as well is they're just standardized. Mm-hmm. So it's like basically what goes in the packet. So as long as you fo- follow like the IBC packet standards, you'll be able to like also integrate with it. So I believe the Strangelove team was really expressed interest in building a Go-based version of Mesh Security entirely. And then I've talked a little bit with the composable folks about mesh security and there's, they want to just get the Polkadot IBC bridge up. But I think there's a lot of interest like across the ecosystem about mesh security. So nice. it's going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good first Jake mesh moment here. Yeah. We'll have a lot more to share about mesh as it's happening, right? Yeah. It's still like self-organizing and still getting off the ground. We're going to be talking about a lot, mesh a lot more in the coming months, especially as we get closer and closer to testnet, as we get closer and closer to just like the first kind of like mainnet trials. There's going to be a lot more info about mesh. It's going to be great. There's a lot more work to do, but I'm really excited. It's like one of our top priorities. And I think it's the top priority, like a really high priority for everyone involved. And that's amazing. But yeah, I just wanted to shout out like Cosmos Atom Accelerator, Osmosis Grants Program, Akash, obviously like Juno Network, and then also just Confio. They're not funding it, but they're building it. And like Ethan Fry and his team are really just, they're like, they're carrying the mesh and they're like some of the best builders in Cosmos. So just, yeah, respect and support for them. So yeah, I just wanted to like thank all those groups and I love what's happening. Like this is us coming together as an ecosystem to build something that benefits us all and makes us stronger. And yeah, it's, it warms my heart. Thank you.